welcome to the Scottish podcast by Scottish people about Scottish things. We're three lifelong friends and displaced Scotsmen who get together to talk about our homeland, the weird stuff that happens there, and to remind us why we are the way we are. Welcome to This'll Do Nicely. Hello everybody and welcome to today's story with Rory. I am Rory and I am joined by Christopher, Jonathan, and Minnie Brutus? Yes. Or mini Malcolm. What, mini what are you what are you naming him? Which one are you choosing for him to be? Well, he's not carrying uh <laughs> any banners or wearing any um t-shirts with signs on them. So I think this is more likely to be Brutus than Malcolm. Okay. Johnny, I I don't know if we've posted pictures of this yet, but Chris got Johnny a manatee stress ball for Christmas. <laughs> it's pretty and amazing. He's currently squashing him in the camera, and it's genuinely horrifying. <laughs> I think we could christen him Cutis, right? That's Cutis, good. that's Cutis. very good. Yeah. yeah, that's why we invite you along, Irvin. That's why I'm here. How are you boys doing? <laughs> it's been a wee while since we recorded. I mean, we recorded about 17 episodes in one <laughs> sitting one night. That and... feels like <laughs> a, a lifetime ago, that yeah. evening. Um, yeah, you know, a lot's happened. You know, we're in a different year, yes. 2022. Yeah. Everything is back to normal, by the, uh, <laughs> from what I can tell. Yeah. I will, uh, you're not leaving the house anymore, not because of COVID, but because you are continue to multiply. Yes, I am now the proud father of two human children, uh, and she's very cute so far. Uh, hopefully, she's not lulling me into a false sense of security. But- and... Uh, very tickled as well in current events by the fact that the British Prime Minister might be about to have to resign over a suitcase full of booze. Oh, he's <laughs> no, not going to go, is he? No way. He's got to go. He's got to go. Do you think? I mean, look. Any I mean, normal... he's made it through so far. Like, why is this going to tip him over? If I'm the manager of the co-op supermarket, which is, I believe, where they're supposed to have gone to get it, I am having a suitcase full of booze as a promotion in my shop. <laughs> yes. As of yes. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That'd be so easy. Just like, that's all you have to do is put a couple of bottles of wine in a suitcase and then sell the whole thing for like 50 quid. People would go mental for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so hopefully there's a couple of co op managers out there listening to this. Stick in a couple of Scotch eggs as well. Like, and then maybe, <laughs> you know, some Parma ham and uh, some cheese and crackers and stuff. So you make it a spread, you know? It's not just all about the booze. But that sounds like in- you're doing the Marks and Spencer's version of it. <laughs> One calling the caterpillar stuffed in the very top. <laughs> the little version is uh, uh, Cuthbert the caterpillar, but he's stuffed in like a five-year-old plastic bag that's got a dog shit in it. <laughs> it's good, I tell you, it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nice. it's nice to see you both. It is nice to be doing this again, back behind the mic, back behind the microphone, talking about things that we love. Um, are you from? Are you from the Netherlands? I don't know where I'm from. So like Lloyd Grossman, who so lives in a house like this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so today we've got a bit of a bit of a not a weird one but just a bit of a i guess haphazard one we're, we're kind of throwing this one together while we're planning a few episodes uh, in the next few months um and we're gonna talk you through shortly talk you through kind of the introduction to this episode and then kind of get into it but before that we just want to tell you a little bit about next week 
so next week is Burns Night, uh, Tuesday the 25th of January um, is Burns Night. And what we have ambitiously decided to do <laughs> is host an online Burns Night where everybody can, anybody who's listening, um, anybody who wants to can join us and we will record, hopefully record the episode and everybody who joins us, and then release that the following week. It is, shall we say, experimental on our part. I know <laughs> probably every podcast on the planet has done this and is able to do it, but we are... Uh, stupid. Stupid, yeah, I think that's the word I'm looking for. The plan is... I guess the, the ambitious plan is to... Uh, hopefully get a few of our readers in to join us. Uh, you are strongly encouraged to bring with you a Burns poem um, or, or a song or, or a song. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, try not to do like the first two that you find on Google because uh, everybody will find that. <laughs> Everyone's going to show up with old Lang Syne. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, we'll maybe do a bit of a Q&A uh, and... Look, if this doesn't really work out very well and only, like, one person turns up and, you know, it's That'd a bit great. crap, then I guess that would just be a lost episode. But uh, we're hoping that we can get a few people and have a bit of fun. Um, obviously, we really enjoyed having the competition uh, where we were had, had lots of interaction with uh, quite a lot of you and really enjoyed that and just kind of want to take this to the next level, really. And, you know, if there's any interest in it, then maybe we'll do it for other stuff as well going forward. But... Yeah. At the yeah, we'd love to we'd love to have a few of you to join, and I think the what we're going to do is set it up on Zoom, um, and release the details on social media. Or if you're super interested, you can just email us directly uh, on our email address. Uh, this will do nicely. Pod at gmail .com, and we can send you the details. Then uh, we'll get the final date, the time, I guess, of when we're going to do it. Um, to you folks. Soon. Yeah, I think most likely it'll be eight thirty Tuesday, January the twenty fifth. Just dial into the Zoom call. We'll be recording on our side, and uh, yeah, we'll just kind of take it from there. It's going to be loosey goosey. It's going to be a bit, a wee bit kind of all over the place, but it should be fun. It's very experimental, but. Yeah, as Chris says, email us. This will do nicely. Pod at gmail .com if you want the details. But we'll also be releasing it on Twitter at thistledopod, Instagram thistledopod, and Facebook as well, which is this will do nicely podcast or something on Facebook. Um, also, also, if you can't join us, uh, but you want to be part of it, you could always still leave us a message on our phone number. Yes, uh, true. on a little uh, Burns Ditty or little message, which is. What four eight four four TDN pod? Yes, I think that's TDN right. Pod. Yeah. So yeah, look, we just want to hear from you, and hopefully it will line up with the time zones and all that. Oh, so that's eight thirty Eastern, right? Eight thirty PM Eastern time. Yes. On Burns Night, and yes, you know, hopefully it will be great. Yeah. Um, and if you want to know more about Burns Night, if you go back to our last year's episode, oh, I don't know, it was released at, around this time last year, we take you through, a, I guess, an audio burn supper. So you can learn a wee bit about Burns ahead of Burns next week's Night. episode. 
uh, we'll see what happens. I kind of, not going to lie, I, I, I kind of like the idea of nobody turning up and just it being really <laughs> awkward. I want to, I would, I would definitely release that. Um, I think we should rope in one or two of our friends as ringers, to be honest, uh, yeah. just in case. Or maybe like one guy uh, just playing three I think it would characters. be amazing if it's one person. I think there's something kind of brilliant about that. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll how see. how good, Chris? How good is your wife at accents? Can she just phone in multiple times as different people from around the world? Uh, it's like all Americans do with accents. It kind of goes into a weird sort of half Irish, uh, half Canadian. <laughs> it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Vaguely racist, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I'll take it if one person turns up. If if twenty people turn up, whatever, uh, it'll be interesting to do and talk a wee bit about burns and all that kind of stuff but that is not what we're talking about today in today's episode we are going to be talking about well i guess culture shocks is that the way to describe it what it's like when you visit scotland for the first time um and there is a reason why we're doing this it was an email we got from i think uh, a fictional villain <laughs> that's right yeah we did uh so this is the first time this has happened actually that uh we've been fully inspired by a sparring message to do a whole episode um no 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 that was uh shinty oh was it i can't oh, remember yeah. who yeah oh, okay. whoever we definitely did shinty <laughs> Okay, fair that enough. was an email. Okay, I thought that was maybe more of a we were planning on doing it anyway, and that just confirmed it. But um, semantics, <laughs> semantics. Yeah. Anyway, this, this is, is amongst the top ten times we've been inspired by this boring <laughs> to create. In twenty twenty two, this is the first time we have done this. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Uh, this is an email that we got uh, towards the uh, New Year's from Tom Riddle, uh, who, if many of you guys out there in or Harry Potter fans know that is the real name of Lord Voldemort. So full disclosure right here, we don't know if this is a trap. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if we're recording this episode for to release some sort of like otherworldly being or magic propaganda. Yeah, I'm really sorry if we do. Uh, hopefully he's just a guy called Tom Riddle and... He's been bullied for it long enough that we don't. Have I do. To. I feel really bad for this guy. Like I know that's ex- immediately where I jumped to as well when I read his name. But he must hate those books and hate the fact that that's his name. That must just be oh, a yeah. burden. And it's the when, same joke that everybody makes every time. Yeah, I mean, and obviously the low hanging fruit was I replied to him with a Harry Potter joke, and he just of kind of sort of I could hear his eyes rolling as he was. <laughs> I've heard all the jokes before. Um, anyway, the first email that he sent uh, to us. Uh, I, sorry, I just remembered a, a moment it, when we were in school, Johnny, you and I leaving a classroom together and Cecilia, I won't say her second name, was coming in and <laughs> you and I immediately started singing, oh, Cecilia, your brick. And she was just, the eye roll was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Anyway, sorry, Chris. That's all right. I'm very just jumped dis- into my I'm head. I'm sure that didn't stop us making that joke again and again in front of her. And, you know, it's weird that we weren't very successful with girls in school. <laughs> it's so weird, right? <laughs> I can't it's believe so it. Weird. <laughs> you, you fucking creeps. Um, anyway, the email from Tom Riddle. Dear lads, 
Just wanted to say I love your show. You guys have greatly improved my work commute, and I always get a good laugh of it all, uh, out of it all. So thanks. Anyway, I'm planning to teach in Scotland once I graduate, but unfortunately I don't travel much, and I worry about being like a fish out of water once I get there. What would you imagine could be the greatest sources of culture shock for an American in Scotland? And are there any aspects of American life that came across as particularly jarring when y'all first came here? <laughs> well, there's one. Well, there is one, yeah. Just to give slightly more context as well, he plans to be teaching in Inverness, uh, oh. which oh. is an area nice. that none of us are too familiar with, as far as I know. Um, I don't think I've ever been to Inverness, but um, so this might skew a little bit more Glasgow-Edinburgh but her, for her answers. I think I've been, I've been to Inverness. I don't remember there being much there, apart from yeah. like a shopping center. Yeah. So good luck well, to you. Anyway, congratulations. This will be nice. This'll be nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I, coming here. I, we've talked about this in a few episodes, but coming here. So I ended up my 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 partner. She's southern. She's from Louisiana, and so I end up hanging around with a lot of southern people. And y'all was one of the things that I think is the first wor- uh, like word that really I picked up uh, as an American word um, where everybody around me was saying it. I didn't fully understand. It's not that I didn't understand it. I was just like, why do you say it? It's a silly word, blah, blah, blah. They would text mm. it to me, like, why apostrophe A-L-L? And then there was a time when I think I was like ordering a round of drinks or getting them something, I was like, what do y'all want? And they were like, oh, he said it. And they were so chuffed with themselves because <laughs> it obviously happened. Uh, it's so one of those words that's like like kind of annoyingly word. quite useful in yeah. a lot of contexts. But you don't, I think also you, of all the mannerisms you would have known from like the movies, it's less that because it's much more like you hear, you know, Californian and New York accents. Yeah. I think the more, more, the more pained version of it is what it, all of y'all, all y'all. All y'all. Yeah. Fuck all y'all. I don't care. I don't care for that one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but that is a that is a divide. Um, this chap, uh, Tom Riddle, is from Utah, uh, which already has a reputation for being a bit sheltered. Um, and he doesn't. He basically wants to know that they'll know that he's American when he gets to Scotland. But hopefully, he doesn't come across as painfully American. So. <laughs> Which I mean, when's to be he, honest, mate, going? to be Do honest, you know? Tom, you're probably screwed already. The fact that you're coming <laughs> from Utah, uh, but we will try and give you an A to Z or A to Z uh, handy guide on, you know, that's why they call Inverness the the Utah of Scotland, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I hope I hope to God he's not teetotal because he is screwed otherwise. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's not, but who knows. And that's the thing. I, I, I mean, we are a multinational global uh, podcast. Enterprise. Enterprise. And we do, we are picked up kind of by multiple countries, oddly enough, around the world. But yeah, the majority of our audience is American. But I think this, the, the culture shocks we'll talk about are not necessarily going to be specific to Tom and Americans. But I guess just to spend a moment on that, like Americans are, are what there, there's those stereotypes that people have of Americans in other countries of being, let's face it, like loud, 
stupid and obnoxious. Uh, they're and not rude. stereotypes if they're true. <laughs> well, I yes, you're right. So I would say first off, Tom, so long as you're not any of them, you'll be fine. You're, you're gonna be fine. But there's also the other ones of them being like um again, you go kind of southern of being like overly polite and you know, very well to do. There's also like Americans are seen as being rich. Uh, they're meant to be very good looking because a lot of the people we see, the Americans we see are just like the movies and the TV shows. Um, so if you're rich, polite and good looking, Tom, again, you're going to be fine. So <laughs> you said he's going to be a teacher also, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's brave. I mean, Scottish people are mean anyway, but like kids in school are <laughs> kind Scottish of really people are very friendly. Riot. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it will certainly be fish out of water for him, I'm sure. But I'm, but I think uh, I'm most Americans I've met are very enthusiastic and will throw themselves into anything with much gusto. Uh, I've I've rarely met that's an American that's just a pure cynic. Um, and if they are a pure cynic, they've usually been a journalist for 15 years. Uh, so <laughs> that tends to be the the dividing line there. Um, so. Yeah, with without further ado, shall we shall we just jump into it and uh and go from start with A. Very good place to start. Very good place to start indeed. Have who's guys, who's I, starting us? Uh I, I can I can start. Rory, have you got the list up? I did go for you know I, I, I do, darling. <laughs> I'm always... A is for accents. A yeah. is for accents. Well done, Johnny. Yeah. Um Did so... we explain what we we're gonna do? We we're gonna go A to Z. Do we tell everybody that's yes, what we're doing? A to Z. Okay, yeah, I missed that. I was so, not paying attention to you. I'm. We're not going to dwell too much on these, but and some of them are more obvious than others. But I'm gonna. Yeah, we'll start off with with accents, and you might just think that there is one Scottish accent out there, but for for the uneducated of you, but there are. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, starting off strong for the idiots out there. For the for the, for the idiots out there. Um. <laughs> But Scots is the collective name for various Scottish dialects, and that includes uh, things like uh, Dundonian, Glasgow, Shetland, uh, taken all together apart the Scots language. But if you, the main dialects of Scots are actually divided into various different, um, well, geographic regions, as you might expect, uh, including the East Central North, West Central, South Central borders. Uh, East Central South, East Angus and Kincardine, Northeast, Caithness, Orkney, and Shetland. And I guess the reason I want to start off with accents is because Scots do find it kind of patronizing when <laughs> people get their accent wrong. And typically, people get their accent wrong for an Irish person as well. Yeah. Uh, certainly, that happens. That's one of the main culture shocks, I suppose. When Scots moved to America, uh, and we've brought this up on the show a couple times before, that it infuriates us when we get mistaken for Irish people, uh, and we always try and you know lap it off. Uh, yeah, no, no, close enough, close enough. <laughs> go home and cry, uh, and then we go home and cry. <laughs> Just um, crush a pint glass in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> but there, yeah, there's. I, I, I guess you 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 won't recognize it until you get there, but there are several different accents and dialects in in Scotland itself. So we're not all just kind of part of the. It would be like moving going to America and and expecting everybody to have a California accent. 
essentially. Yeah, there's that American accent that British actors do when they're doing an American accent. Uh, I think one of the best examples right now is um, Doctor Strange. Yes, uh, Benedict <laughs> yes. Cumberbatch, just gonna say which that. is just yeah. generic American. Yeah, and you know that I remember being in a play in school and and playing an american and doing that accent as well it's just it's from nowhere it's just <laughs> it's from the movies. can we yeah can we just call it generican can we just coin that generican yeah very good yeah. i like it uh and yeah it, it's, it's it's that like we have a generican accent that we do for americans and i think do you think there is the scottish version like foreign people making like what, what which one do you think it would be the, I, I think it often starts with someone going okay and yeah, then just launching from there into i it. think it now probably starts with donkey uh donkey <laughs> yeah that's yes true. i think shrek is yeah. probably the generic scottish accent these days uh to be fair Americans. mike myers is a scottish accent's pretty good in both shrek and uh so i married an axe murderer yeah um, oh, and and fat bastard as well. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he does. I don't. Love do you know? I um. It's funny to me now because I don't think we don't have particularly strong Glasgow accents. I wouldn't say because no. we're all very well spoken. Um, but I recently, I still now, you know, eight years into living in the states, it's the like long sounds of like double O's, like spoon and you know things <laughs> like that. I re- I don't know if I, I think I told you this story, Rory. I went recently to like a cafe and I was sitting and I ordered a coffee and I said to the guy, it's like, oh, can I get a spoon? And he, like normally that word, I can see when people's faces go, they just look, sort of look at you blankly. But he kind of said back to me, like with some intent that it was a word, but he, clearly he didn't know what word that was. And he was like, a spew, a spew? And I was like, good on you for trying, but like, yeah, can I just have some like How do, silver, hang on. silverware? This is a blind spot for me. How, what do Americans say? Spoon. Spoon. It, we, we really There's something about those double O's. O's that I really have not as those people. Spoon. Spoon. <laughs> okay. Spoon. Oh, no, yeah. I've not noticed that. Uh, yeah, I, I guess look I'll out have for to the, listen out to that. Don't ask for some spoon, spoons. Yeah, Spider-Man, you've ruined all of the multiverse. We're gonna need to get some spoons. That's how the Americans <laughs> see it. <laughs> that was generic. That, that was like that was like watching the MCU right there. That was incredible. You played welcome. all the universes at once. <laughs> Um, yeah, so look, there's not too much to dwell on uh, there, but just to say, you know, keep your ears out for different accents. We have discussed the differences between Glasgow and Edinburgh accents in previous episodes as well, yeah. so I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. Uh, because you're going to be in Inverness, uh, that will, well, we can get to that in uh, slightly later in the A to Z, uh, and yeah, the, that's a, that, the, the further north you get in Scotland, the... Um, Harder to understand people uh, become, so that's oh a, yeah, that's potential. <laughs> it gets a bit more like sing songy as you go further north. I think you know, when, even in Glasgow, it's like fast and hard, and then when you start to go up to the Highlands, it's like more sort of light and song-like, yeah. and yeah, but stronger hard to follow Gaelic influence yeah. and confusing that. Yeah, it genuinely there's. People from the Highlands that I don't understand at all sometimes, and it's, <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so that's A. All right. I think we can put a pin in A. Um, 
How do you guys want to do this? You want to take it turn about, or do you? Yeah, let's yeah. take it turn about. Okay. Well, B is a good one. So um, whoever whoever wants it can can take. It. <laughs> I can kick it off. I mean, B. We've. I was thinking when I was reading this list, going back to the Christmas movie one, because we touched on some of the language of <laughs> Scottish people, and I think this word has been used many a time between us and on this podcast. But the the B is Bob Eggs, <laughs> <laughs> which. I don't know if we want to give. I love you, you barbag. You barbag. I wish it had been in that film. Sadly, it wasn't. (laughs) What was it she said again? Dauber. Dauber, that's the one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just so useful in so many scenarios. It's just a kind of useful insult for both out of love and out of genuine, I want to insult you. Yeah, I would say say that the the main reason that we've listed barbag and which. To those who aren't educated, again, uh, ball bag, <laughs> <laughs> ball bag basically means the sack that uh, your testicles are contained in. So that's that's the a, literal a bag, a bag, of, balls, a bag yeah. of balls. Um, but the, the funny thing about Scottish insults is, and the Australians do this as well to a to a more extreme uh, sense than us. They use the c word as a term of endearment. Like just because somebody insults you doesn't mean that they're being horrible to you. It's actually a kind yeah. of a term of affection a lot of the time. Probably because Scots don't know how to express their emotions properly. Yes. <clears throat> 100 percent Yeah. Um it's hugely confusing and is definitely the results in a number of fights. Um because yeah, somebody will say something highly offensive, but they purely mean it uh, it comes from a a place of love or just yeah. taking the piss yeah it's often like if you have people visiting from abroad and they're they're kind of shocked by <laughs> the language <laughs> used between friends you're like oh it's funny we're all getting on bunch of bob eggs right, famous i mean the most famous uh, use of bob egg was a couple of years ago when we had hurricane bob egg um <laughs> I don't know if you boys remember this, but like the same way that they name hurricanes in other parts of the world, we rarely have them. And so when we do, it became, when we did have one a few years ago, it became uh, quite quite the stir in the local newspapers. And the general population just started referring to it as Hurricane Bob. I, I don't remember this. <laughs> do you know? Oh, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, and, Scotland and really it, has a way with that sort of language. Wasn't it also the boat? Didn't they name a boat Boaty McBoatface or yeah, something? Boaty I Mc... think I think that was was that Scotland? They, they, I thought oh, that was, was Scotland. Was yeah, it, it was. Yeah. I think it was Britain in general. It may have been in Scotland. Um, it was a competition yeah. for naming this new, this like new a research navy research something. sub or something, and then they realised that it had been hijacked. <laughs> so they didn't they didn't name the boat that in the end, but they named like the submersible that goes with the boat. Right. Uh, that, uh, which Brilliant. you know, it's just Britain at its finest, basically. I think that's true, though. Like in- insults are a- are a love language in Scotland, and so be prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, be- this is and as a teacher, be prepared for children to say that to you as well. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and now, when they say it to you, you'll know what it means. Yeah. I'm reading. Sorry, I'm reading the Wikipedia page on Hurricane Bobag, and it's just <laughs> uh, it's just a nice little sentence of like the Free University of Berlin names low pressure systems affecting Europe and gave the name Friedhelm to this storm. In Scotland, the storm was dubbed Hurricane Bobag, the term Bobag being a Scots slang for scrotum, which also which is also used as an insult or as a jocular term of endearment. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So Perfect. there you go. 
That's exactly, right. that's exactly what it is. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm going to jump in, Rory, uh, for C, actually, and you can take a couple in a row here, but I really wanted okay. to uh, include this one for C, partly because it's a cheat as well. Um, the And again, this is uh, to help you uh, being in Inverness, uh, but chukter, uh, which is a phrase that you might come across occasionally, um, which uh, there's various different spellings of it. I've opted for the C-H spelling, but you can also spell it T-E-U-C-H-T-E-R. Um, but it's basically a, a derisive word used by Lowland Scots uh, from the likes of Glasgow and Edinburgh to describe someone from the Highlands, uh, in particular, somebody <laughs> speaking Gaelic. Um, and yeah, again, it can be seen as offensive. It's uh, often seen as amusing by the speaker. Um, some t- it's just basically to kind of call somebody a bumpkin. Um, a lot of the time, you will <laughs> it will be associated with uh, having sex with sheep. Um, <laughs> wait what <laughs> really yeah you know it's uh it's like joking about someone being a sheep shagger you know uh in, in the what, what is your sources for this <laughs> i've never chukter has always been quite a nice light word for me i didn't know it was associated with i, I it was like yeah some yeah no, i would it's... say like there's a granny that sounds like oh she's she's speaking very chukter right now i didn't know i was yeah no, calling her a sheep shagger. no 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 i'm not saying they're all sheep shaggers i'm just saying that that's oh, okay that's a subset of chukter uh the the welsh are famously known as being sheep shaggers in the uk but of course, uh, well yes chukters are too. Yeah, um, knows that. so yeah it's a, it's a word that is um basically it's apparently uh there's three main theories in the etymology of the word one of them is a is a Gaelic uh, a derivation from chuch, uh, which means peasantry um, uh, <laughs> or drink, um, which uh, which checks out. Uh, but also a, de- a derivation from the Scots adjective uh, tuch, which means physically or mentally strong or tough. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of become a bit of a, um, slang uh, for it. Apparently, Billy Conley has a joke about uh, Chukter visiting the city, marveling at a bus as a, a hoose with wheels. Um, so <laughs> someone who i guess comes from the um the sticks or the the countryside and is a bit sort of wide-eyed and you know surprised by by stuff and and key point being they say do you ken what i mean rather than do you know what i mean yeah ken yeah. is genuinely a word that when i heard that is a phrase for the first time i was like what the f are you talking about here <laughs> but yeah ken you got to think about that when you're in inverness for sure i can ken so should have been our k ken is not a person that's yeah it's not a bad that's a good point that should have been um i'm i'm just so rattled by chukter and, and <laughs> thrown your whole childhood in ship <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, I mean, we all knew about the Welsh filthy bastards, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll take D then. Yeah. Um, D is deep fried. Now, <laughs> this is uh, a, a massive Scottish stereotype. Um, specifically, what we were thinking here was a deep fried Mars bar. It's one of the first things that people mentioned to me when I mentioned that I'm Scottish. I was like, oh, have you ever had a deep fried Mars bar? And I haven't, have either of you. I've never had one either. No, I've had a deep fried pizza, which I uh, vomited in my sleep. Uh, <laughs> oh, and the following morning, 
I tried to blame it on the dog and the dog and my mum said, oh, really, did the dog have fully eaten, chip, <laughs> fully eaten uh, fries the night before? <laughs> still whole. And I, I, they were still whole. And I had to I had to admit that he had not. Uh, so, yeah, that's one of my lower moments as a teenager. Um, yeah, vomiting up a deep fried pizza and chips. Oh man, yeah, I don't know if I've ever even had a deep fried pizza. Yeah, it's terrible. It's one of the worst things I've ever had. I don't know why I got it. I mean, Scotland really has a way with deep frying. I mean, I know it is a stereotype, but it also is it, kind it's of true. Accurate. It's <laughs> very, very I, accurate. I would. I was asking Elizabeth about this, who was obviously a fish out of water, moving to the UK from the US, and I was asking her for. Uh, deep fried fish supper suggestions on this <laughs> there you go um <laughs> she didn't move to scotland but she moved to london um and she made a good point it's not actually much of a culture shock for the u.s because they deep fry tons of yeah. stuff as well it's yeah. just mm. they tend to sort of do it with either cheese or donuts or whatever <clears throat> um, like if you yeah. go to any state fair yeah you can find so much deep fried stuff it's just scotland i guess chooses to deep fry stuff that maybe it should confectionery yeah i mean look uh, it, it's it, it, chip shops fish and chip shops are a big deal in all of britain um scotland as well we have some of the best i think we've talked about anstruther and i can't remember what owens was and uh, it's i think i don't think i've ever gone home on a visit without having uh yeah. either a sausage supper fish supper Quite like a steak pie supper these days. Oh, uh, had that recently. It was Classy. really good. Classic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was feeling a bit fancy that day, um, and so definitely go there, find a good chippy, um, and enjoy your 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 uh, fish supper or whatever. But did you ever have fritters? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fritters they're are amazing. Well. It's sort of effectively uh, an enormous like fry that's then battered and deep fried. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so kind good. Of, um like a potato pancake type thing but yeah but the the deep fried mars bar um came out early 90s uh it came from like a place near aberdeen called stonehaven i think it was just this we fish and chip shop it was called the haven chip bar and is now called the karen so i think it's still around karen spelled k-a C, sorry c-a-r-r-o-n um I, I just get the feeling that they they were bored one day and they're like let's see what we can deep fry and yeah. they deep fried a mars bar and it turned out to be delicious and people just got into it and it became massive very very quickly and is now world it was like famous. a sort of weird phenomenon like i remember that at the time it suddenly being a big thing for a while and it was like just not very appealing <laughs> the scottish equivalent of the cronut yeah 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 although the cronut yeah. i mean i've watched a lot of uh travel man with richard iowadi being on uh paternity leave right now and they did an episode in new york that featured the cronut and it makes me want to have one they do look pretty good yeah i have had one they're much better than they should be yeah. they're genuinely very very good yeah. um yeah uh yeah that's yeah. that's yeah, I mean, no. look, there's other deep fried stuff that's pretty good. Deep fried haggis is uh, yeah. is, is pretty mm. tasty. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go into bat though for much other deep fried stuff. I mean, I do love good mozzarella sticks, but as I say, you're going to find them here. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 
just look forward to that when you get over there Friday night, fish supper, sausage supper, maybe deep fried Mars bar for for dessert for pudding. Um, there is some, there is something unique I think of like particularly on the coast in Scotland like yeah. either middle of winter or a cold wet night like having the good fish supper like the combination of the elements meets the food is like perfect yeah that's what I think makes it good I agree one thing I did want to say when we were on sea is uh, or sea or bobag is that you will also <laughs> hear the big swear word a lot you'll hear the sea word when you're over in Scotland all the time uh we're not gonna say it because we're nice boys and we know a lot of mums listen to this but it's just more common over there in scotland so don't get upset don't get excited by it but just be prepared for that i guess that's probably a culture shock thing as well yeah because here it's just not said yeah i mean or when it is yeah i agree it's 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 seen as like one of the worst things you can do here uh so yeah um but it's not. It's uh, it's just a word, folks. It's just a word. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> is, that, is that another message for the idiots out there? <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are less educated, it's just a word. <laughs> Every one of the readers is like, well, I'm not an idiot, so I already knew that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so... Who's up next? I e. Think, <laughs> I mean, it is, it's technically Johnny, but uh, the Edinburgh trams is a slightly complicated one so i can jump into that if you like yeah go for it why uh, were you calling us stupid now it's too complicated for us to talk about (laughs) you guys can handle this no i'm just johnny do you know anything about the edinburgh trams and how it's a massive boondoggle the only thing i know about the edinburgh trams is it feels like a project that was like hey we're gonna revolutionize the city in a year and it lasted like a hundred years and it was a million times over the price that's all you need to know in fact (laughs) We should just keep that in the show. Uh, just to <laughs> tell you guys briefly about the Edinburgh trams. It, it, it's, it, have you guys been in the Edinburgh trams? It's very pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very nice. It's great for the airport. Yeah. It's it's terrific. And I think more airports should have that. I mean, if we compare it to JFK Airport in New York is yeah. just horrific to get to. Uh, LaGuardia is obviously awful as well. Um, but the main reason people talk about the Edinburgh trams, and they still talk about it, Edinburgh people love talking about this, mm. uh, is that <laughs> construction began in 2008. Uh, it eventually opened in 2014, and the scheme had an initial estimated cost of $375 million, which is quite a lot. Uh, but <laughs> the final cost after delays rose to £776 million. Pounds. <laughs> Um, which is bananas, really. And I do remember it just being a constant news cycle about it for years and years and years. And yeah. you would go to Edinburgh and there would just be... I think still now there's construction happening around it. Is there not as they like extend it? And there's things. probably extensions and stuff like that. And I know that it's quite easy. It's quite good to use the further out you are from the airport, obviously. And there's a big um, couple of industrial parks uh I think uh, the Bank of Scotland has a big, um, yeah, big office out there, which is good. Yeah, uh, but it it starts to really screw up Edinburgh when it gets into Princess Street, which is um, basically the main shopping street in Edinburgh, and it's kind of cut off the transport there, and it's a total mess. Uh, and for uh, those less educated out there, uh, the- <laughs> just kidding. Like Johnny. Like Johnny. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 a total, it's a shit show, basically. It reminds me very much of the 
long talked about but never actually developed a Los Angeles, California high speed rail link, which they've been promising for decades. Isn't Elon, isn't Elon building a, tr- a tunnel or something? Yeah, he's decided to build the boring tunnel or whatever it's called. Uh, right, instead. but the difference is that the Edinburgh tram exists now and works well. It's just anybody you speak to, that's one thing, if you go to Edinburgh and you want to ingratiate yourself with the local <laughs> yeah, riffraff, talk, about, talk, about, talk, the about, talk about the trams. They'll fucking love it. Yeah. To your point, They'll Johnny, the, the extended line is due to be operational by 2023. Uh, so it's still got a little while. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um, on to F. Who wants to take F? <laughs> uh, I'll take F. Wait, no, Johnny, it's your turn. I can take F. take F. Yeah, you take I F. I mean, so we... I think this is partly, I imagine, because when we come this way, this is often a culture shock, just the yeah. maybe slight obsession with <laughs> these things in this country. But we put F for firearms because... We didn't have anything else to put. We didn't have anything else to put there. <laughs> and Falkirk isn't interesting enough. <laughs> <laughs> so next one. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think it, it will be... It was. I think it's interesting because we came this way and yeah. you arrive in a country where... There's just so many more, more of them, for one thing. And, you know, we grew up where there was, quite sadly, a very well-publicized, you know, like shootings in schools. And I think we've talked about it before in a yeah. town called Dunblane when we were quite young. And actually, they changed an enormous amount about the gun control laws and who could have a gun. And, and actually, I'm not trying to, like, campaign in here, but, like, it, it, it sort of stopped a lot of that in the country. And so... I don't think that's campaigning, Johnny. That's just basic just, facts. Just, yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. And actually, it's funny because you don't really, in this way here, where it's such a big topic across the country, it's just, you just won't see that in in Scotland so much. I mean, maybe, you know, there's people that have, I suppose, shotguns on farms and things like that, but it's just not you, anywhere near the same level. The, 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 big, I, the big difference with firearms, just doing a bit of <clears throat> cursory research into what's happened since 1997, which is when the Dunblane school massacre happened, um... People, if they want a firearm in the UK, have to uh, basically prove why they need it, like, you know, have a valid reason for it. So there's really strict background checks. Uh, Yes, you can have it for hunting. Uh, Some police officers have it. I think anti-terrorism police officers tend to have them. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched Line of Duty, but there's a good plot, a good uh, season three, I think. Uh, where they have like a specific firearm squad and they all have to yeah. check out their, their guns there, which just isn't a thing in America. America, obviously, just every cop has a gun. Um, and yeah, funnily enough, it is it has led to a massive, massive decrease in shootings uh, and mass shootings. It just doesn't happen in our country. Mm. And um, there's not there's nowhere near the same obsession with it that there is... Yeah here um or the teeth gnashing or the lobbying or the legal cases or what have you um and it's quite refreshing actually it's quite depressing uh listening to it over here constantly i mean i hear what both of you are saying but i'd like to just remind you of another (laughs) f word and that word is freedom so (laughs) let's just not forget i remind you of another f word rory uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's nonsense i mean i yeah the the freedom to go around and, and shoot people just seems bonkers to me but 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, when you go over there, it might be a bit of a shock to see that the not every police officer is carrying a gun on his hip or her hip or their hip, I guess. Um, but, and then because of that, because they're so hard to get, and look, it's a small island, so it's easier to maintain, but other countries have success with this as well, that the criminals don't have it either. Like, obviously some do, but not nearly to the extent. And it's just, I mean, you'll get stabbed. You'll get stabbed a lot. <laughs> yeah, slightly don't, different violence. Don't get me problem. wrong. Yeah. Um, but at least you won't be it's more personal you know it's like a friendlier yeah you gotta be up standing close to the ball bag yeah really really look them in the eyes (laughs) uh yeah yeah, i like it so uh g rory do you want to take g yes now this is this isn't this is a british thing isn't it yes yeah it's not specific to scotland but it is just it's it's great it's G for great, and what we're talking about is Greg's. Um, so Greg's is this, uh, I guess, bakery is the best way to describe it. Uh, but it's a lunch place where you can go in. It's almost like a really good pret, pret a manger, where you can go in. <laughs> Interesting and, yeah. use of the word "good" there. Yes. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? It's much better than pret. Uh, you can get sausage rolls. You can get donuts. You can get sandwiches. You can get sandwiches. Uh, you can get sandwiches as well. Sandwiches as well. <laughs> but mainly, I think it's most famous for the sausage rolls, um, which are different than rolls and sausage, which we might come <laughs> into later on. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. I, there's not too much to say about it. You can just they're they're quite funny because <clears throat> they are everywhere. Like they're on every high street, and there's multiple ones of them in a the city. But there's like this sort of weird slight like they're kind of perceived as like a bit shitty in a way where it's like there's a kind of shame in like being into greg's but it's amazing food i remember one christmas being home and my sister had just recently given birth to to my niece and i was in like town doing christmas shopping and i was like i'm gonna run and get a sausage roll and i looked across the line and i just caught eyes with my sister and she just like (laughs) she was like hiding behind this baby carrier like i just needed something it's brilliant i i think yeah no no of course uh, no, I, I, I was uh, going to say, if you guys remember uh, one of our news episodes, uh, Rory, you, oh, the tattoo. you yes. talked about the woman that had the Greg's tattoo on her uh, derriere, which I think sums up the loyalty. I mean, for me, my favorite of Greg's was the steak bake, and I particularly remember yeah, getting... you're right. That was amazing. Uh, dirt, it's dirt cheap, Greg's as well. So that's, you know, it's great for a hangover. You go get two steak bakes for two pounds and an iron brew. Uh, and it sorts you out for the day. It's um, as John. It is ideal hangover cure. Like it's perfect for a, you know a slightly mm-hmm. hazy morning where you just need something and you, you get. You I'm know, brewing a steak your, baker or sausage roll. Yeah, baked goods. Greg's feels like perfect. one of those institutions that if there is a nuclear apocalypse, it will be standing <laughs> along with the cockroaches and the <laughs> yeah. and the uh, Twinkies. It will still be there. Yeah, I think probably the closest equivalent to these days over here is um, Dunkin' Donuts. I think uh, with Dunkin' Donuts expanding into breakfast and stuff like that now, yeah. it's a little bit closer. Dunkin' is just miles off when it comes to the hot goods, though. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, check have a Greg's when you're over there. You you can't do wrong. You'll love it. Yeah. Have several. 
Uh, Irvin, you want to kick us off in this next hot topic? Yeah, it is a hot topic. Uh, again, I don't want to get too preachy here. Um, I don't want us to come across as a woke liberal lefty uh, podcast or anything like that. But I'll get preachy. Yeah. Um, H <laughs> is for healthcare, um, which again is uh, talking about going from a culture shock from moving from the UK to the US. I think I can speak for all of us when I say it's kind of shocking that you need your own private health insurance in order to basically do anything in this country. Um, yeah. When, you know, even when it just comes to the doctor for a checkup uh, or to get, I, I have asthma, so I need to get inhalers uh, fairly regularly. Um, uh, in in the UK, the NHS or is it, the National Health Service is, has obviously been around since the 1940s. Uh, it's much maligned in many ways, and there's a lot of things that it doesn't do well, uh, although it does do lots of stuff very well when it comes to emergency situations. I've, I've heard that, yeah. you know, it's terrible if you need to go and get a checkup for the flu, but if you have cancer or something like that, it's 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 incredible. And you don't um, pay anything for it. It's it, um, imagine that it's amazing, and it hasn't, and it, and it hasn't ruined our country. It's that um, imagine that, um, and even better in Scotland. I don't think this is the case in England, but it, it, certainly when we, as we were leaving, um, prescriptions in Scotland are free. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't know how the hell we're paying for it, but um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's through our national insurance. We pay taxes. And it all goes into the pool. And if you get hit by a bus, you don't need to worry about how much it's going to cost you. Yeah, you just go to a hospital. And you fall over and break your leg. You don't need to worry about whether you can afford the cash. It's one of those things it's very easy to take for granted to. And then, yes. you, you know, you leave and are faced with other ways of dealing with healthcare. And it's like, wow, that was that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've said this to you guys before. I can't remember if it was on a podcast or not, but um, I haven't had the bill yet for second baby. Uh, but first Oof. baby, go around. Um, first off, because the insurance company can't get their act together, they send you about five different bills and they're all different prices. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, we have charged you thousands of dollars to push a child out of your vagina. Um, <laughs> so can you give us $10,000 for this? Um, yeah. Now, fortunately, insurance does cover that here, but... That doesn't happen in the UK. It's free. It's free to push a child out of your vagina in the UK. <laughs> I mean, why do you think people don't want to have kids here? Like, why do you think the population is dropping? It's because it costs like thousands of dollars. It's bananas. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I guess, Tom, what we're trying to say is when you get there, <laughs> make sure you get hit by a car uh, or <laughs> yeah. get some sort of disease or... Squeeze a kid out of your vagina. Squeeze a kid out of your vagina um i or if you want to get in a battle with harry potter uh, i'm sure he will mortally <laughs> wound you at some point and then you can just go to the uh local hospital and not get not get charged anything for it so so there you go yeah i don't know the whole thing's just yeah it it does frustrate me i don't want to labor on this too long but whatever god bless the nhs i know yeah. I, I, you're not wrong. I fucking love the NHS. Like one of yeah. the things, we, I know Britain has a lot of problems, and we we like to mess around and complain a lot about it. But the NHS is one thing that is pretty good. Um, yeah, 
All right, who's up next? <laughs> I don't know who added this one. Oh, no, wait, I'm one. It might have been me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I sense, can do this one. I, I sense this one's come from you, Rory, because you have a certain feeling about people from these places. <laughs> no. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot. Who? Which one is Is it Lewis? Yeah, it's Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> the people from Lewis that we hate? Yeah. yeah. I forgot. You say we quite broadly there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. No, no, no. I, they, I included the islands because they're... And and we'll, I, there places. was a couple of other places that other th- words that we put out there to talk about Scotland. One of the words I use a lot is magical, and it's one of the reasons I like to do topics that are a bit like supernatural and spooky. And like we have a lot of folklore in Scotland because I think if you go to places like um, I'm thinking right now specifically of like Jura. Um, which is just an insane tiny little island, and we've got loads of them, um, which look like, oh, well, this is obviously where fairies and goblins and centaurs live. Like, Mm -hmm. if there's going to be unicorns, they're going to be here on the west coast islands of Scotland. Um, They will be in Lewis and Harris. That's why people thought that it was like giant birds. Not Lewis. Not Lewis. Lewis would eat eat all of them. (laughs) He would eat all the fairies and goblins. (laughs) Savages. Ca- cannibals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the point is, if you're over there and you're spending some time there, do go to the islands and just visit them. Island hop a little Did bit. You know, check out do the you know how many islands Scotland has? I didn't realize this. Um, 42. It's got more than 700. <laughs> what? 30,000 feet. Yeah. It's got- you can't count... Like stones that are sticking out of the water. No, no, no. Apparently it's got more than 700 islands. I think it's about 780. The four main ones are Shetland, Orkney, Inner Hebrides, and Outer Hebrides. Um, yeah. And I honestly have been to hardly any of them. You know, I'm a classic lowlander. I think all Chukters, Shag and Sheep, <laughs> don't want anything to do with them uh, because they're so uneducated, obviously. And yeah, but... What's the we... I- we- What's the wee island that we go to in school and then we cycle around it? Millport. Millport. Yeah. Millport. Been there a couple times. That's a tiny... I mean, Millport is worth a visit, but I'm with you, Rory. Like, in terms of, like, culture shock or, like, go see somewhere you won't be used to, That those West Coast islands are pretty amazing. And, you know, even, like, driving over that direction and getting to... Like, you said Jura. It's funny to me because, like, Isla and Jura are these pretty big islands, but with not a lot of people on them. And yeah. literally, it'll be, like there's six whiskey distilleries and nothing else and they're yes. just incredible scenery like amazing beaches and they do feel very kind of otherworldly also and so yeah it's yeah worth not to turn this into a visit scotland ad but you should definitely go and check them out yeah if you are into your whiskey then obviously it's fantastic to go uh to those ones yeah um, and do that johnny isn't there don't you go on holiday to one of the islands or am i mixing that up with we went to isla quite a lot yeah, yeah. um when i was a bit younger and it, i mean it's sort of funny because you do i mean we'll probably come on to this but you see it in those moments that it is horizontal rain and you feel like it's been raining for six months and then you see it in these moments that it's you know a beautiful white sand beach and glorious sunshine and yeah you know those types of parts of scotland i think are pretty amazing if you get them in the right moment yeah yeah I agree. Well, look, I, I, I've, I've looked at what Jay is in, in the list, <laughs> the, and I'm really excited about it. And so what I think we should do is, <laughs> is pause here for this week and really start off next week's episode with, with, a, bang. Um, with a bang 
or a plop, uh, <laughs> depending on how what you've had for dinner the, the night before. Um, so uh, I guess as a reminder, everybody, next week, burn supper. Details will be in the social media. Um, but join us on Zoom, 8.30 Eastern time, and join us for our burn supper. Um, with that, this will do, lads. This will do nicely. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and write a quick review on whichever podcasting app you're using. It really does help us out. We'd love to hear from you either via our email, thistledonicelypod at gmail.com, or via facebook.com slash thistledopod, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thistledopod. You can also visit our website, thistledonicelypod.com. All original music in this podcast is written and performed by our very own Johnny Naismith. Please like and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram at J-A-W underscore K-N-E-E underscore. Love, hugs, and kisses from the Thistle Do Nicely pod. In Verness, where we're all chuckers and we shock sheep. Right, Ken. Ken. A bunch of